Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Please head over to the From Within Records web store. Pick yourself up a couple zines between the lines slash turn the tide fanzine issue number eight. The reprint is out now. Also, Strike Force fanzine issue two is available. And while you're there, just pick up a 2023 roster poster. If you need to update your record collection, there's new records by Visions of Mortality, Worn, and Choice to Make. And there's Hellbound tapes. So please do yourself a favor. Go pick something up. Go support the label. They're awesome. If you're not following From Within Records on X or Twitter, whatever you guys want to call it these days, I bounce between the two. Uh, go boot up X or Twitter and Instagram. Click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, please hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. Or if you want to get in contact with them, please email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. I just want to send a special shout to choice to make they just had their record release show and it looked awesome shout out to all the bands that played strength for a reason fool's game shout out clemo it looked fun and i cannot wait to be back in the swb which will be later this summer so please look forward to that because i'm dying to get back there before we get into today's guest this is episode 399 episode 400 will drop later this week it will be business as usual but we will have a new intro song, which I'm so stoked to to uh, have this new intro song. The current one, uh, which all of you know, Blackpink, amazing group, legendary group, top three K-pop group of all time. And, and you cannot argue that it, it has to be BTS, Blackpink twice. And if you think different, please, let's talk about it. But shout out Blackpink. Had a, a short but fun run, but we're replacing it with something that I'm just so excited for. Every time I listen to it, it just gets me so jazzed, and we'll talk more about it when it debuts. But I just want to get a quick shout out to all of the guests that have been on, to everyone who's listened through the 300s. I truly appreciate all of you, but I will get more sentimental on the actual episode 400, but that's coming later this week. So thank all of you. On today's episode, we had a track in our good friend Jay plays in a lot of bands, but he plays in one of my favorite bands, Balmora. And I've been trying to have someone from Balmora on the podcast for a really long time because I'm such a fan. I love Balmora. I love Afira Records. So it was such a pleasure for me to finally have someone from the band on. I loved talking to Jay. His story is awesome. And he's someone that... I admire, right, the uh, younger kid coming up in the scene and putting in a lot of work. Him and his friends are just doing some amazing things. And it's so fun for me to watch. And it's so cool to know that uh, there's kids like that and they're going to keep the scene alive in the future. So shout out to Jay. Shout out to everyone over at Afira Records. Shout out to Lumpy. It's it's such a cool thing. But for anyone who's listening, if you're not familiar with Afira, you're not familiar with Balmora, please hit pause, go listen to Balmora, go listen to the entire Afira discography, and then come back here and you can listen to Jay and I talk about a lot of things. We talk about the story so far, one of our favorite bands. 
an amazing band. And I know that a lot of people love them just like we do. So it was really fun to be able to talk to him about the story so far. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Jay to the show. And we're recording. Jay, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? What up? I'm chilling. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, it feels like, uh, you know, we went through a lot just to get here. So I appreciate you being patient and being down to come on the podcast. Dude, of course. I mean, like I've um, I've uh, seen your podcast and like seen like guests and stuff like since I got into hardcore back like, a few years ago. And it was uh, cool to see that um, you asked me and I was just like, oh, dude. Of course, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge fan of the bands that you play in, so it was an honor for you to say yes. So, so thank you for that. Um, but, but I am curious. Uh, can you talk about uh, how you got into hardcore? Because I'm, I'm so curious about your whole journey. Yeah, yeah. It's not very long. It's like I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm like young. Like I'm not. I'm only 19. It's like not, um, not. Uh, it's common knowledge that I'm, I'm not really a new Jack, but I'm not really like an old Jack. Like Mm -hmm. I got in like in 2017. So like six ish years ago, Okay, but it's, it's pre COVID. That's all that matters. I got in pre COVID guys. (laughs) Don't kill me. I'm I'm not a poser. I'm here. I promise. Like, um, so basically what had happened was I've been listening to hardcore music in like of sorts, like my whole life without even knowing it. Like my dad would always play like satisfaction by a hate breed like in the car and i i just thought it was metal like i'm just thinking like oh this is dope metal vibes mm. and they are now but like you know they're still a hardcore band but it, it was really it's funny uh, i tell a lot of my friends this and they're like i can't believe that this is the band for you that did it and i was like dude like vain i i heard vain in 2017 and i was just like wait you can do that like you can sound like converge in 2017 and then like I was like, okay, so this is another metal, but it sounds like Converge. And then I saw the live video of them playing. I can't remember what the video was. It was it's like a top-down video of just the it's like you can kind of just see the drummer in like the front of the stage. I, I don't remember. Was, I think it was in like Buffalo or something like that. I can't remember, but that's when I saw like m- like moshing and like people just like beating the shit out of each other, like you know, 2017 vein style, like people were just being psychos and i was just like wait what is going on here like you can't do this at like all like the rock and metal shows that i had gone to when i was like a kid like i i'd never seen that before the only time i'd actually seen it before that was in the uh the leaving song part two video by afi Mm -hmm. i saw that that was the first time i really saw moshing but i like i didn't know it was like intertwined with that kind of music and that led me on a journey to just you know, look up videos and like, I got into hardcore through YouTube. Like I'm young, like that's just how it was. And then I didn't actually know that there was a scene where I was from 
until maybe two years after that, like a year or two years after that, I was just like a YouTube, like Spotify warrior. And then, um, I went to this place, uh, I had signed up for this place called school of rock in like my hometown because I wanted to play on a stage. Like I already knew how to play guitar, but I just wanted to play like on a stage with people that I met that were my age. Um, and play all the songs that I love. Like we would play like Foo Fighters stuff, like Avenged Sevenfold stuff, like all that kind of stuff. And uh, through there, I realized that there's like an underground music scene, like where you can like play venues that aren't big arenas and stuff like that. And I realized that hardcore shows happen there. And that's around the time when I had started like my first band with like some of my old friends. Um, and we just like wanted to play shows like that. And everyone thought it was really cool because we were just like little kids. And they're like, how do you even know about this? Like, you want to play hardcore shows? We're like, yeah, like we do. And that's kind of it. It was really just like Spotify algorithm, you know, playing vain and shit like that. And then like going on YouTube and watching people like dust each other. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I think that's awesome to, to, to hear uh, how you got into it through spotify and youtube because that's uh obviously way more modern these days versus like for yeah. for me like when i got into it i heavily credit myspace because we'll, yeah we'll, like <laughs> yeah because back then we'll, we'll, without um, myspace being as popular as it was and for people to uh be able to control their top eights and put their friends bands up there to to you know kind of leave these uh you know breadcrumb yeah. trails for people who are curious like myself to to discover new music i i think it's awesome because because even to this day like for, for me um i'm you know on youtube i love spotify and does a really good job of uh you know creating this algorithm and just pulling like i i was using my uh spotify they, they have that uh ai dj feature I'm, I'm not sure if you've used it before i have i did it was funny it was playing like sublime and then it went to like dissection it was like i see that you like both of these i'm gonna put them together and i was just like this is like whiplash right now like yeah i i was driving to to dinner last night and uh, just out of nowhere uh, the spotify ai was like hey here's a long island hardcore playlist for you and i was like okay like awesome. let, like let me see how accurate like this thing is <laughs> or if it's just like you know kind of just like pulling random like you know tags and putting yeah. them together but it was super accurate every dude it's like playing yeah. deep cuts right yeah i i like yeah. like like second band on, on like the block was like jukai and i'm like okay oh yeah crazy Dope. i was like this is awesome so for for and, and the and i can see the ai dj getting more advanced because it would only have like like this like pocket of playlists that it, it would play but the more i use it as of late it's like going in all sorts of different directions which is like yeah. really cool because it, it obviously like has been able to go back through like my entire spotify like uh history so for Dude, it to, to be able to scary. like it, it's scary but it's also really fun too because it, it, it like you know pull up music that i'm not uh you know like thinking about so it, it, it's always nice to get those uh, surprises like oh shit I, I totally forgot about this artist yeah and then you go back into it and it's dope like it played like it for me it like played it was like oh i see what you were listening to in 2016 here's like lil yachty i was like oh shit i remember i love this guy like this is awesome like i'm gonna go listen to that record now good old lil yachty yeah i feel like i i, I liked him a lot in the very beginning but these days i'm just kind of just like yeah he's it's like, because what? he broke edge <laughs> that's, that's why he sold out and now you know now he changed he's not nailed dude <laughs> yeah um 
but you mentioned that you're already playing guitar can you talk about how you actually yeah. got into learning the instrument oh dude it goes back to like i actually started with drums i'll just go from the very beginning like i was like three or four like i must have been like literal infant like and i i just heard um i heard nightmare by Avenged sevenfold like that song and then like the little drum break in the beginning that's like bah, blah, 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 blah. and i was like okay that's awesome but then it was the chorus of that song that's like uh it's like a steady double bass beat over just like a just a fourth or like an eighth ride just like just hitting the bell and it's just like then i was like whoa i'd never heard that before and i was like i want to be a drummer so i got like a um little electric kit like not like anything crazy like just like a starters electric drum kit and i would learn like i started out learning nightmare by Avenged sevenfold and i was like five and i i just i don't know i have this like this gene I, I don't know i never really remembered you know like struggling that much it just kind of happened it, it just kind of happened obviously it probably was like you know like five-year-old sloppy but um it felt like i was really playing it and then through there, like I, Avengers Sevenfold's really like the band for me that like did it all. Mm -hmm. So I'm like watching their music videos and I'm seeing like Sinister Gates play this like stripe guitar. I'm like, this is so dope. I want to play guitar too. So then I was like, hey, mom, I was like five years old. I was like, hey, mom, for Christmas, can I get this Sinister Gates custom electric like Floyd Rose, like, like $2,400 guitar? And she was like, um, <clears throat> do you know how to play guitar? Obviously not. She's like, uh, maybe we won't get you that really expensive one and we'll get you this little acoustic. So I got like a little acoustic and I was like stubborn. I was like, okay, I'm going to learn on this. I tried to learn on it and I just couldn't understand it. I was like, this isn't making the sound that I want it to make. So then I had worked, I, I had like saved up money, like, like half of it maybe. And I was like, can I get like an electric, like just like this little starter squire? So then I got the starter Squire electric. And then that's when I really started to like learn. And then I started playing baseball. Didn't do that for like nine years for like a lot. And then I picked back up. I picked guitar back up when I was like 12. Cause I was like, okay, this is just sitting in my room and it has been for so long. Um, and then I just like wanted to play like a Weezer song. So like I played like say it ain't so by Weezer. And I was like, wait, you can, it like makes sense now. Like I was older and it was easier to learn. Um, and then since then, like, I, I'd say I've been playing music since I was four, but like really being serious about learning an instrument, like maybe 12. Um, and then I just played every day, every day until now. <laughs> That's wild. And, um, and yeah. back then at 12, obviously you picked it up because you wanted to learn that Weezer song, but did you have any idea to that? It would lead you to what you're doing today, dude. If you told me that, no, I had no idea. I thought I was literally just going to be like a bedroom player like that. I, I like I wanted to play on stages, but I didn't know that I would ever be playing my own music in like 18 different bands um, across the country from where I, I, I was born and raised in Las Vegas. I'm not from Connecticut. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Las <clears throat> Vegas. Uh, like which part of Vegas? Uh, I was born and raised in like like downtown like by like the east side like the state streets okay yeah i i, I like, I, like near the stratosphere yeah I, I i have friends who live on the east side yeah and then like my mom 
my mom and dad split when I was really young. So she would live, she, she had lived with, she lived with her parents over still the East side, but like kind of like the upper East side, like by like sunrise manor and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then like my dad was living in like the state street. So I would just be split there like 50, 50. And so I grew up with kind of both sides of just the coin of Las Vegas. And it was pretty dope. But then later, um, like a few years, like four, three or four years before I moved to Connecticut, I was living in like the uh, Green Valley area. So like I got like a taste of like the suburb life mm. for like four years. And it's pretty dope. I mean, I love Las Vegas. That's like going to be like my my home forever, you know. And how old were you when you moved? I moved last year. I graduated high school and then six months went by. And uh, I had like I'd been friends with like a bunch of people from CT in the Northeast. And like, obviously, like at this point, I'm like deep into hardcore. And I'm like, mm -hmm. hardcore is really popping over there like that's where like triple b days like all those labels are all these crazy shows happen that i wish that i could be seeing and i'm like i'm just gonna drive like my friend had offered me a spot to stay and i was like you're serious he's like yeah i'm serious do it so i just you know i just packed up my car and i just drove across the country and i've been living here for a year that's insane wait, wait. so now i'm even more curious uh, did you get a chance to experience the like las vegas hardcore scene while you while Just you're there for like for like two years ish that was where my like my first band played in like the las vegas hardcore scene for like two two or so years but then like i like fell out with all my old friends just you know just like high school like beef and mm. then uh it just made me not really want to like interact anymore so like i I'd, I'd like go to shows but i wouldn't be like at every show anymore and I, mm. I just was like i had already planned like i had already started a band with people from connecticut and i would just like write in my room and like send them shit and then they would just like put it together and it was like oh we're in a band but we're not really a band because we can't play shows or do anything so like that and then i graduated and just wanted somewhere new like i wanted to move out and like see the world mm -hmm. and then that opportunity where it was like hey you can stay here i was like i can't say no to that like like not a lot of people get the chance that I got at literally 18 to like go move across the country and like try living somewhere else like that. Like people and like, it's hard. Like, cause I know like in Vegas, like the minimum wage is like super low. It always has been. Um, it's hard to move out on your own after high school in Vegas to like another spot in Vegas. So having that opportunity to go from one coast to the other coast, I was like, dude, yeah. And like my family supported it too. They were like, dude, like, why wouldn't you? That's awesome. Like do it. And any experience living or, or like visiting Connecticut beforehand? I did. I visited for a week. It was supposed to be a weekend. Like I, I flew out to record drums for a band that I'm in. Um, I was just like going to the drum recording. It was actually we recorded in Jersey, but it was m more like I just it was time to experience the Northeast. Mm -hmm. And then we would after we recorded, we like went to Connecticut, but I didn't know we were going to do that. We went there. For a weekend i was gonna watch the drum recording and then just fly back home but then i was like i can't leave yet like i have to see like more so then we drove to like connecticut mass like all that drove through new york i was like freaking out like i was like driving i'm like driving with my jersey friends i'm like that's that's new york city they're like yeah that's new york city dude it sucks i'm like what do you mean it's awesome they're like dude it's so funny to hear you be like that's new york city but they're like thank god we don't have to go there today and i'm just like dude i want to go there but yeah so i did i stayed i ended up staying for a week i changed my flight 
and I stayed in Connecticut for a week and I was just like, this is dope. Um, it was kind of during the summer ish. So it was a little warm. It wasn't hot, but it was warm. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I really liked it. And I had already made my mind up before that. I was just like, yeah, like I want to be with like all my, my friends and like, I want to actually be able to play in the bands live that I started and do like writing for and stuff like that. And, um, I just pulled the trigger and did it and I'm glad I did. I'm better off than I ever have been. And what was that journey like driving a, a, across the country? Were you like nervous or questioning oh, if you scary. made the right choice? It was, it was fun. Mostly. Uh, I just, you know, I, I like a drive. I like an excursion. Like I go on like missions all the time. Like I'm always in different States playing different shows with different bands. Like last night I just was in Boston playing a show with like my band eyeball um i like driving alone for a long time but i drove for three straight days like like i drove i slept every day obviously but in total it was a 70 hour trip and uh it was crazy like because then i would drive it was kind of like still snow season for like states so i was driving through like colorado and it was just like cold it was so cold and it was snowing and i like hit ice at one point and i was like spinning and i was like jesus christ like um uh yeah it was it was a lot of fun to see everything and like kind of stop in little places here or there and see like the landmarks and stuff um but then when it was over i was so happy it was over <laughs> and how long did it take you to like adjust to be like oh shit like i'm actually here i'm no longer living in las vegas it took me like to to adjust the, to the fact that I'm actually here. It was more or less like a week or two or three, but then it was the feeling of it was the inside part of like, oh, I kind of miss my mom, you know, like I miss my family. Like I wish I could see them and be there. That was hard. I'm I'm still dealing. We're back now. Yeah. I think you got most of that, right? You know, my trip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. But you you moved to Connecticut. Is it like, okay, straight to business? You, you obviously moved there to be close with your friends, but you also wanted to, to pursue these bands that you've been working on, but were unable to do shows with. Can you talk about, um, you know, your mindset for when it comes to the bands that you're in? Yeah. Um, I'm like really... I, I try to be really serious about like the bands that I'm in. Like I, I want to like, it's, it's obviously just like fun. It's supposed to be just fun. Like just friends. Like I'm not trying to like blow up or be famous or anything, but like, I also don't want to like not sound good at a show or like, you know, like not take it serious joke band. Like I want to be like a, in, in like serious musical endeavors, you know, but like, not like I, I want to be famous or anything like that. Mm-hmm um so when i moved here you know it wasn't straight to business but it was like definitely not straight to not business it was like okay let's practice let's you know let's let's think of songs let's write new stuff let's you know let's get shows like one of my first my first few weeks here i like got here and i was at like a practice with a band and my friend was like hey you want to play a show with tsunami and i was like yeah like that sounds great like let's do it um so that's kind of how it was it was like my mindset was like okay let's have fun and like be friends um but let's do music stuff just you know the same as that you know Uh but it wasn't like anything like i'm not like some sort of like art artist figure like i was i'm just a kid who just likes to play music a lot you know (laughs) 
hundred percent. And can you talk about the the, the bands that you're in? Because you, you mentioned eighteen, but I'm only familiar with like two. It's not. It's not eighteen. Okay. It's it's. I can pull up. I have like a a note of a lot of it because it's definitely not two. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's. I just can't stop doing music. Like I love. I love to do music like all the time. Like there, I don't like to just not be doing anything. Like if I'm not doing something new and exciting, um, I don't know. There's just no point to me. So yeah. I think it's I'm awesome. In a band. So I sing for a band. It's like new metal called paper cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I play bass in a band called Rizelle got her wings. Uh, I play third guitar in a band called Godskin peeler. Um, I sing and like write all the music in like a pop punk band called All Warm. I play bass in a band called Adrian. Um, I play guitar and like write for Balmora. Uh, there's a new band with the singer, me and the singer of Balmora. It's like a hardcore, like 90s kind of band. It's called Fail Sun God. Um, I'm in a few and then a few unnamed projects like just like unnamed bands and then I'm, i play guitar at a band called eyeball okay that's awesome so like a lot <laughs> it's a lot of stuff yeah and it, do you ever find it hard to to manage or do you ever feel overwhelmed yeah. <laughs> it's really hard it's it's very overwhelming especially with like a like a regular job like nine to five like it's hard to manage like almost all the time but it's worth it like the payoff the payoff of like playing shows all the time and like mm-hmm. always being able to be with my friends and like you know like going to new places like across the country like i just got back from florida from playing a festival like that's like that's what's worth it to me is like just the times that i get to have outside of all the stress you know yeah yeah it, it's a nice payoff to be able to create you know, awesome music with your friends, but to be able to share it with the world, especially on a live yeah. stage. It, that's really it for me. It's just playing on a live stage. Is, it's really my purpose. It's what I feel like gets me through every day. It wakes me up. It puts me to sleep. It does everything that I need. And to be able to like, it's like, okay, how do I do that more? It's just net more bands, do more musical things, play more instruments, go to more shows, you know, just be be in it be about it like that's my thing like i just want to be my input into hardcore i'm conscious of it i want to make sure that i'm giving back to the scene you know 100 percent. and i i think that's awesome to hear from someone who's younger right because i'm uh, pretty old but to (laughs) to talk to someone like you and to hear you uh, just want to you know be busy and to to hear you say that that you you're conscious of um you know your contribution to the scene i i I think it's really awesome because when i'm because for me i'm from california so i'm like looking um you know on the outside looking in uh and just to be a fan of the bands that you play in and, and to see um what you and your friends are creating and kind of um you know uh, uh, kind of making noise because for, for me to be aware of it over here uh, and, and to be such a fan i i, I think it's really cool to to witness because uh, just w- when i look at a band like adrian and, and balmora and for you guys just to be playing that style of music uh today which uh, i i feel like not isn't like the most popular style but i feel like you guys are 
a part of this wave that's making it, uh, you know, a, a popular thing, making kids like right. being like, Hey, like, like um, metalcore is, uh, you know, still viable, like in this yeah. day and age where like, you know, kids are more leaning towards the heavier side of hardcore. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. It, it's, it's really cool. It feels dope to be like a part of that sort of like wave and, you know, but it's like two sides to every coin. Like, I think it's so funny because I've heard people be like, oh, we have to stop Afira. We have to stop this. Like, it needs to be all youth crew. Like, this can't happen. Like, everyone's like, please stop making metalcore bands. We can't do this anymore. I'm just like, yeah, we should make more. Like, I think that that's awesome. And it's I've, like, okay. I've never heard that, but anybody saying they need to stop Afira. I, I walked past, I, I was walking around, this is hardcore, and I like heard somebody be like, we need to stop Afira. They're ruining hardcore. And I literally thought it was so funny that is it's, it's so funny yeah that's I, like, weird that's like our that, uh, that's our goal i mean if you if we're ruining hardcore i mean i guess yeah let's do it let's ruin it <laughs> yeah i beg to differ because what you guys are doing it reminds me of like some of these older bands that i i, I like grew up listening to like um from like the early 2000s i i used to listen to this band from orange county called odd project or there's this band called life and pictures from arizona uh, I heard that one. Yeah, so like, uh, what you guys are doing r- reminds me of that kind of stuff, and I, I and I love that kind of music. So yeah. I, I think what you guys are doing is awesome. I mean, that's what it is. It's it's really like fully just like a nostalgia. Like we like this kind of stuff, and we want to make it. Like it's that simple. Like all of there's not two of my bands that sound the same. Like I I like to do different stuff with everything. Like I like to get all of my avenues out in like different pages because then if you do it all in one, it's like okay, this is all over the place. Like I need one. Every band has like a streamlined sound. Like I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's smart too, because uh, y- y- first of all, um, it's nice to be able to you know, be that creative to, to play many different styles. But also if you're just this dude playing in a bunch of bands that all sound the same, like, you know, it, yeah, it, it, it's like, it's yeah, like, okay, could be turn off. Might as well just be in one band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like to do different stuff. It helps my creative brain feel, you know, like it feels like I'm doing something that I, I'm, it's worth my while. Cause I'm like, Oh, like I really like new metal. Like I can't put new metal parts in Balmora. Like I'm just going to go write a paper cut song or like, I really love like shoegaze. Like I'm going to like play an eyeball set and like, feel like I, I like, feel like I've, you know, like exercise my create that creative part of my brain. Like I'm not about to like get up on stage and start playing like tremolo riffs in like a rock band. Like I need like separation is important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it's awesome that you're, you know, having like the ability to, to do that and to cover so much ground and playing in so many different bands. Cause yeah. Uh, yeah Cause the styles that you listed, I'm really curious about that pop punk band. I, I mean, it's out. You can listen to it. It's the <clears throat> I call it the secret of your release because no one ever really like cared when it came out. Like it was the second release on our label, and it's uh, it's called All Worm, and it's just two songs, two pro. It's a promo, and then on November fifteenth, there's an EP coming out. Okay, this is great timing because I'm yeah I'm a huge fan of pop punk, so I'm always yeah, curious I, to. I love it. To, to check out new bands because I, I used to like go on like blog spot to like because uh, I, I was never like like super deep into pop punk um, just because uh, I, I feel like 
as as I as I'm getting older, it's like getting harder to find pop punk bands for for me to actually like. So whenever I I, I hear about a new band, I'm like, right, cool. Like, I, let me check it out and see if it like you know scratches that itch for me, and I can add a new pop punk band to the long list of bands that I like. Right. Yeah. Like I would say it's like it's been described to me as like early title fight and like early early Jimmy Eat World, and then like the story so far is like what I've heard from it. Okay, and I'm a fan of all three of those bands. Yeah, so. I love the story so far. The story so far is one of those bands for me. You know. <laughs> okay, and do you like all like stories so far? Because obviously, you oh, know, dude, from like the first good. record to the current, it's like sonically, it's not the same. It's all good. It's all good. I th- I think that anyone that says proper dose is bad is just doesn't get it. Like you don't understand. Like they grew up bro like that's what it sounds like now like it's it's like rock it's awesome they have like tambourines and stuff i don't know i i love that band so much and then like the like my favorite record by them is what you don't see but like <clears throat> even like the maker <clears throat> the maker split like that's a great split mm-hmm. i love that the one before that's awesome like i love watching i watched this video of them in 2010 covering blip 82 all the time it's awesome yeah, no, I, I think they're a great band. Yeah, I, I think they're a great band. I've been a fan. Um, so so it's cool to see them, uh, you know, grow right as musicians, because it's one of those things where it's just like, I would love for them to release a, a record that sounded like their old stuff. But at the same time, it's really cool to be able to see them progress as musicians, but still be able to put out right. quality music because there's, yeah, th- th- there's bands that I love the older stuff, but as they got older and as they put oh, out yeah. newer records it just kind of went downhill and i'm just oh, so confused such cases <laughs> yeah so for, for them to be able to have such a a, a big discography and for me i, I yeah I, I think every record is great even the new songs awesome it's great it just sounds like proper dose to me i feel like the the the, the new song is like better than proper dose where i'm just like wow how like how did they do this right the, the, it the, somehow it somehow sounds like a more progressed version of proper dose which is crazy because proper dose sounds crazy good it's yeah. so good i i love that record i think there's so many songs on it that no one talks about like it's it's so good yeah I talk about them forever which is funny because like i know people who know like parker because obviously he's like he's like integrated in hardcore heavily mm-hmm. he's like no yeah. pressure and all that so I'm, there's a chance that he like sees this and it's like so ugh, like i'm sorry i'm sorry no so, no they, they, they'd be fine it's, you know we're giving them their their flowers right it's, it's, Dude, all my friends are gonna be like i hate you of course you spent <laughs> 20 minutes talking about the yeah. story so far they're one they're just one of those few bands that um you know got big enough to see people turn their backs on them because that happens with so many bands right they, they they're yeah. so good they get so big so popular uh you know then it becomes a thing to to talk crap about them yeah, like Knock Loose, prime example. Yeah, Knock Loose. Uh, I mean, I still think they're so good. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like, special. Oh, they're TikTok now. They're they suck. No, they're, they play big. They play big shows, which means they're bad. No, it actually means they're good. It yeah. means that they're good enough to break through. Like I don't understand people. It's 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 good music. You're coping. Yeah, it's it's, it's strange, but 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 it happens, right? Like you, yeah. you reach a certain level of popularity. Um, you know, the scene turns on you, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's look at all the, the bigger bands from hardcore. That's the case, right? Somebody will be talking crap about yeah. all of them, which is sad because you, you want to see, you know, these hardcore bands do good, but you don't want to see them do too good because then people start talking crap. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Everyone's like, they sold out. It's like, dude, shit, would you not? Would you not want 
money. Like I want money. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go try and go get it. But if someone offers me like hundreds of thousands of dollars for playing music, is that not my goal? Like that's my goal. Like that's what we all want to do. I mean, you can say like, there are people who will say like, yeah, like I just want to play on the weekends and have like a 95. Like that's fine. That's totally fine. And like, I would be fine. I'm fine with that too. Like if that's how I am for the rest of my life, I'm chilling. But it, like, if someone's like, Hey, we want you to play an arena tour with Metallica for a million dollars. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, that's great. Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. You, it's just, just haters, just, just haters. Everyone's a hater. <laughs> yeah. Now I like I'm, everything. Same here. Same here. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, all types of music, but, but I'm curious about the label. Uh, can you talk about how that got started? Cause I, I think that's a yeah. really cool thing to, to obviously to not only play in bands, but to start a label to start this movement. Yeah. I think it's pretty awesome. I mean, it wasn't even, it was not even a thought in our minds that it would become some sort of like, like people say it's a movement. People say it's like, Oh, you guys are bringing core back. Mm-hmm. It's like, Whoa, like we, so how it started is, uh, it's just like me and a few homies in discord, like just chilling in a discord call, like watching YouTube, like, you know, like the normal day. And, uh, we all have our like like respective projects that we're working on, like like the singer Balmora, like my roommate Senti, was he was working on Balmora. I wasn't in the band at this point. I joined Balmora like later, but um, he's working on like the first demos, like uh, the band's practicing and stuff. And it's like, yeah, like I can't wait to put this out. And at the same time, I'm working on the second paper cut record. Like, can't wait to put this out. And then my other friend, the other friend Vaughn, he's from New Jersey, so it's me. Senti, Senti and Vaughn are like kind of the CEOs. Like they're like the guys in Ethereum. Like they are like the owners. Um, there we are all working on our projects. Vaughn's working on his projects, Senti's working on his project. I'm working on my project. Everyone's working on music that they want to put out. And then, well, one of us, one of us goes, well, what if we put it out on like a thing, like a little little friend thing? I was like, that's such a good idea because, like, I mean we could just self-release all of it and it would be cool. But like, we want to show that we're like connected. Like we want to show this unity that we have as friends. So it didn't even start out as like a label. It was like a little collective. Like we didn't have a name for it. We were just like, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's put it all out on the same thing. Somehow we'll make like a band camp page. So then we started thinking of names and I can't remember if there were any, I can't remember any of like the names before this, but then like, uh senti suggested the name afira because balmora was originally going to be called afira it's like a gear to, a gears of war i think it's a gears of war like math and it's also like that's that's where he gets it from he like used to play gears of war professionally but uh, oh really yeah that's crazy um, i love gears of war by the way dude you gotta talk to him about that i've been trying to talk to him low-key <laughs> really yeah I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about it afterwards okay <laughs> so um yeah, he was just like, what if we called it Afira? Because, I mean, like, it just seems really cool and looks cool on paper. And, like, we can just think of another name for this metalcore band. And I was like, yeah, like, that sounds cool. So then we just went with that. And, you know, Vaughn mocked up this little gun, gun girl logo. And we've been using it ever since. And we put out all the music under it. And suddenly, it seems like overnight, everyone was talking about it. Like, oh, look, all these bands just dropped and they're all so good and they're all under this new thing. Like, what's going on? Um, <clears throat> and we started getting like a lot of attention and we were like, wait, so, so we should like make like CDs and stuff, right? So it was kind of like an accident. Like, we did not expect it to be this big. 
I think it's awesome though. I, I, for it to start in Discord and to become a, a, a cool thing, because I, I feel like you guys have had a, a lot of great releases. I appreciate that so much. Like, genuinely. Okay. And can you talk about Adrian? Adrian. I was not in the band when Adrian started. I'm a recent addition, so there's not much. I can only provide so much information like from what I've known so mm-hmm. far. My first show with them was April of this year. It was like April 8th or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, they just needed a new bass player, and I was like, uh, sure like like you can't find anybody else in your area like i had originally said no i was like i'm a little far like like we won't be you won't be able to make it to every practice you know like is that like what what you really want and they're just like yeah we can't find anybody so i was just like dude sure like i'll do it (laughs) and now it's like now i just do it and it's fun and uh we they were already on days Mm -hmm. when afira was started so they were on days when afira started and then uh lumpy who is a great friend he i mean he plays bass in balmora he's like one of our best friends now he uh he's all for afira i mean we we didn't know how it was going to be because we were like oh like another label in connecticut like does it really need one probably not like days is like you know it's like the capital of hardcore but um he was no he was like for it like he was like talking to senti because him and senti were friends before afira and he was just like no this is awesome like we need more labels like this is dope uh, I support everything you guys do. Like, yeah, like this is dope. So then we like Fredo was talking because Fredo also is in Fredo. The singer of Adrian is in Afira. Uh-huh. Um, so he was like, hey, Lumpy, like, do you think we could split release with Afira? Because, you know, like I started the label. He's like, dude, yeah, like, of course. So, you know, it was just really cool to have him be chill to work with like our stuff. And now it's just like normal. Yeah. So that's how Adrian became like a fear and days same with since my beloved the same thing happened since my beloved since my beloved was like hey like we're really good friends with these guys they have a label too can we work with a fear as well and lumpy you know he's the best he's just like yeah of course like i don't see why not yeah and i i think that's really cool of him to to be chill and to be so supportive of what you guys are doing because obviously someone like him uh, who's behind days and days is, uh, you know, such a big yeah. thing, such an awesome thing. So for him to, to, to be able to want to support you guys and, uh, you know, not be a hater. I, I think that says a lot yeah. about him. It's awesome. I mean, like we, I mean, like I, me being young, I'm like, Oh, he's going to hate us. Like we're like, this is before I knew him. I'm like, great. We're taking, we're trying to take a spot. He's going to see us as we're trying to take a spot. We're his competition. He's going to hate it. And like, Cindy was like, what are you talking about? Like he like likes us and he thinks <laughs> it's dope. I was like, dope. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm I'm a huge fan of Adrian. Uh, Alfred has been on the podcast before. Yes, yeah, and I I, I reached out to him because they played the Hardcore Pride weekend, and yes. I, I I reached out to uh, Alfredo to see if I could do a, a collab shirt, which he was down for. And then, yeah, I love that shirt. <laughs> yeah, and shout out to uh, Nick Bertles. Um, he's the Bertles, one that. Yeah, he's yeah, great dude. I, I I love Nick Bertles. So, and he was the one that that designed it. So, if if you look on the shirt, like you know, his credits there it's too. Awesome. Yeah, Nick Bertles, James Orkay podcast. It's so dope. Yeah. So I, I was I was so honored too because, uh, you know I I, I, I there's only like limited quantity and it was only sold at the the Harker Pride weekend. So yeah. a lot of people don't even know that that we did that, but that was something that I was very uh, stoked dude, yeah. on. 
it's awesome people don't know that that shirt exists like i'll wear it like i have one like i i made for it, it was before i was in the band this was the last show that they played before me okay was, uh, before i was the bassist and i was like fredo you need to save me one of those and they did and uh sometimes i like i wear it or like i'll show friends and like what is that where is that that exists because adrian only does like evil designs like mm-hmm. adrian's all of adrian's shirts are like evil scary scary design but like that's like a funny little like aqua teen hunger for shirt it's yeah like, what <laughs> like that's gonna be one that's like you can sell for a lot of money i already know yeah i i have uh you know i uh try to keep one of like all the collabs that I do. So I, I actually yeah, have true. one that, that, that I've never worn. So, and I'm, I'll, I'll never sell yeah, it. Cause yeah. it's just something that yeah, no, I'm never yeah. selling it. Either. I mean, yeah. I, I like, I like having all the stuff in my bands too. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how did you uh, join Balmora? Cause uh, you just yes. mentioned that you weren't in it in the early days. Yeah. So Balmora started before I moved up here mm-hmm. when I was just in like other bands, like doing like paper cut and like stuff like that. And I was like stoked to have a band that I would be able to see and like dance for and like sing the words to like when I got there, I was like, Hey, I love metalcore. Like, you know, the first few of Sevenfold records are like my favorite metalcore records, you know, like I'm like a big metalcore guy. Like a lot, a lot of people think like before I did like Balmora, like they're like, Oh, like he just likes new metal. He doesn't like hardcore or anything. I'm like, dude, like I love hardcore. I love, you know, I love metalcore just as much. Mm-hmm. So I move up here. I'm getting seeing all these demos. Everything is so dope. It's it doesn't sound like it does now. It started out like a, as like a Zayo band. Like it started, it sounded like Zayo, uh, you know, just kind of like panic chord, like scary metalcore, not like triumphant war metal. Like it was that, and I was so stoked. And they needed a bass player so bad. They were like, "We want to start playing shows. We need a bass player." I was like, "Dude, I hope you find one." It was the same thing with Adrian. I was like, hope you find one, man. I want to, I want a mosh. Sorry. Yeah. I, I said no so many times to playing bass. Cause I was like, I, I just want a mosh to this band. Like, I love this. I just need to see this like as yeah. a viewer. And then eventually they got me to cave. I was like, okay, I understand that you can't play shows. I'll do it. So I go to the practice, the first practice, play the song, the one song that they had, which actually turned out to be angels final prayer. Um, played it on bass. It was great. Everything was well, you know, it was fine. But then Danny, Danny was the original, Danny's original guitar player. He sings in kidnapped and, uh, he turns to Senti and he's just like, something's not right. He needs to play guitar. It was like, he can't play bass in this band. And I I looked at him and I was just like, yeah, you're right. I don't want to play bass in a band like this. Like I want to be able to shred and like write riffs and stuff and like, right slams so originally balmora turned out to be we had gotten our friend our other friend to play bass uh instead and it was three guitars it started out as a three guitarist band and then um we would become a two guitarist band because one of like we just weren't vibing with somebody like it it wasn't no bad blood like we're still like good friends with him we love him so much but he just wasn't the vibe for the band Mm -hmm. so it just be that's how balmora became that's how I became a guitar player. And like, cause everyone's like, wait, what do you mean? You're the, you were the bass player. I was like, I wasn't for long. I was bass player for maybe 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I moved to guitar and then I was like, wait, I'm playing guitar. Does this mean I can write? And they're like, yeah, you can write. And then I went home and, you know, in me style 
typical me fashion i went home and i wrote like four songs in like two days and you know it just became the ep that's just how it it turned into that it turned into this kind of you know prayer for cleansing undying kind of sound like just like 90s triumphant metalcore with black metal influence and then it has breakdowns like that's what it turned into Wow. So from not wanting to be in the band to going home and writing music. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I, I think that, that that's very interesting. Like when you went home and, you know, when, when you realized that you were, you know, okay to write stuff, was it a long process or did it just come to you like, you know, pretty it quick? Just came, it came to me like this because I love, like, I, I was just thinking like Avenger Sevenfold, like all, like the first record and then Waking the Fallen. Waking the Fallen is my favorite metalcore record of all time. So. I'm just like, okay, I can just like do harmonies and stuff and then like then do like hardcore breakdowns because they didn't really have those on that record. It was mm -hmm. kind of just like a metal metal record. So I just combined the two and I listened to I was listening to a lot of like prayer for cleansing, a lot of um like undying, and then like I added stuff, a lot of influence from like Cradle of Filth and Dissection and like like just like black metal bands. And then like actual black metal too. And then um it just kind of came together and molded into this sound that we now have. And I think the first song that I ended up writing, we had wrote the first, like first, like 30, 40 seconds in person of under the weight of a blackened sky. And then I, I went home and I was like, this is perfect. This is all I need. I can finish the song at home. Like I just needed the like, little foundation of it. So then we played it. It was good. It sounded good. Needed work, obviously needed someone to like go home and touch it up. So I did, I like wrote the whole thing and then I um, put it all together, brought it, sent it in the group chat and they were just like, this is unbelievable. Like this is, this is the one. So we ended up recording it with our good homie Chaz at the source in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at the source. He's dope. He does a lot of cool stuff. He did the wreckage record. He does ultimatum record. Um, He's he did the Nomad record too, like the new one in the EP. Mm -hmm. um, he's awesome. So we recorded it with him, and then we put it out as like the fourth of your release. I think it was. It was kind of like also a secret release. Like we didn't say anything about it. So we recorded that single, and put it out as a split single with our brother band Rizel got her wings from Jersey, which is Vaughn's band. Mm -hmm. So they put one song, we put one song, put it out. People were like, "Oh, this is cool," but I feel like it didn't really catch very well. So I don't know. I, it felt cool to have that song out. It, it wasn't, I didn't need anyone to care really. I just wanted to do it for me. But then like our homies, obviously like everyone that we wanted to care did care. And then um, it was just, you know, we just wrote on that for a while. And then I went back home and wrote a bunch of the other songs. Like I think funnily, funnily enough, the fourth song, the last like seven minute long song came next. I wrote that song. The second song after uh, under the weight, I wrote the last one and it was like, whoa, this is long and anthemic. And it has like the, the final mosh, I call it at the end, like the really like slow syncopated part. I was like, this has to be like an ender. So we'll just save it for the end. And then we had Angel's Final Prayer already. We just reworked it, recorded it, put it as third. And then I wrote that song called July and Ending real quick. Um, it just kind of happened really quick. And then we went back to Chaz, re-recorded everything. And then we released the EP as kind of like a surprise because we wanted to play our first show. We were playing our first show, which is our first if you're a showcase in April of this year. And we were like, we kind of want the demo 
EP out before, like a few days before. So people kind of know the words. Maybe they'll mosh. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We had no idea what was going to happen. So we recorded it, put it out maybe two or three days before that show. It literally pops. I was literally just like, whoa, everyone's talking about it on Twitter. Everyone's talking about it on Instagram. I was like, this is crazy. People really like this. And I was like, this is also funny because it was out and no one cared. And then it comes, the EP comes out and everyone's just like, whoa, like what's this band? I was like, we've been around. Like, yeah. Oh, no shit. Um, just took so a little time. So, <clears throat> took a little time, a few weeks. So we play that first show with all the Afira bands. It's like, we don't know. We're going into it not knowing what to expect. We're like, it's probably going to be like 45 people sold. Like, it's not going to be that big. We didn't think. But then we started seeing tweets and stuff of like, hey, like I'm driving from Tennessee to see this show. Who wants to ride with me? And we we're just like, what? And then like our friend from Seattle flew from Seattle to see it. We had people fly from California to see it. Like it was like whoa like you're all coming to this vfw in connecticut like that's crazy like they were getting people were getting airbnbs for the afira showcase one like never even heard what balmora sounds like live what if we suck like so we then played and it was unbelievable it was like the demo had been out for maybe two days and people knew all the words people knew all the words people knew all the mosh parts everybody was dancing it felt it felt like just so redeeming and good. It felt like all the hard work paid off. You know, I got to play the set in like my big Arteric jacket and look like an idiot. Like it was everything that I ever wanted from a show was that it was hot and disgusting and it was raining and everyone was passing out and hot. <laughs> and uh, it was great. And then like all the other fear bands played after Rizelle played the first show, Paper Cup played a show. It was adrian headlined since my beloved came all the way from texas to play it it was i felt like hellfest to me and we pat we we managed to pack almost 200 people into that little room for our first severe showcase <laughs> i think that's it was, awesome it's crazy dude i mm. still can't wrap my head around it yeah well i feel like that's just a real testament to to the music right people are yeah. so you know into the music that they're willing to travel so far just to witness it live yeah which I, I think is awesome. And yeah, I obviously missed the secret drop with the split because uh, yeah. I, I didn't hop on until that EP came out because I, I, I couldn't escape it on social media. Right. Like everybody was posting about it. And I was just sitting there like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, Yeah. But but uh, but it's well deserved because even to this day, I, I, I listen to that record. And I'm just like, man, this band, this band has it. The, 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 these kids are special. Thank you so much. I it means the world to me like that's like my favorite band that i've ever done that band is like the band for me like balmore is like my main that's my baby like Mm -hmm. and it's it's working like it's actually working like we're playing like fya like that's like my biggest goal in hardcore like when i got into hardcore like you're i can't believe i'm playing fya like i'm like freaking out like yeah that's gonna be my first time seeing you guys live so i'm pretty stoked i'm so excited we got we got so much planned for that show many surprises indeed oh interesting okay and you know i'm also really stoked or actually no i, I lied no my, my first time seeing you guys will, will be here in california oh it's uh for the children yeah yeah that's gonna be so dope we have also have surprises 
we like to have fun at festivals. Yeah, and that, that was one thing, like, looking at the lineup, uh, you know, because For the Children, they always do a, a really great job of uh, bringing, uh, you know, a, a special lineup every year, and it's also for, like, a really great cause. Uh, but w- when I'm, like, looking at the, the announcements, um, I'm like, okay, like a lot of great bands, but when I saw Balmora, I was like, oh wow, like that's that, that's yeah. the, that's the the I'm not, I'm not even saying that just because you're here, but when I saw your guys's name on the flyer, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm most excited for <laughs> because obviously one, I've never seen you guys live, and then two is just like, yeah. um, for for me, just uh, being such a fan and just knowing that. Um, you guys, like, like I said, I, I feel like you guys uh, are, are like, you know, a special group of kids d- doing this. So for you guys to be able to get out, um, you know, pretty early in your career to, to, to California, it's not even, an, it's not even a tour yeah. either, right? You guys are just it's like coming crazy. out, uh, doing a couple West Coast stuff. Uh, I, I, I think it's gonna be really good for, for you guys because I'm, I'm sure there's people who may have like heard your name but may not be in tune. Um, or I might even be wrong. I, kids might be already, um, in tune. It's gonna be a crazy set for you guys. I think from what i've seen and from what i have seen like responses on twitter for like Balmora stuff or fear stuff like i see every almost every day i see somebody say come to la or come to california so i i mean i've been told that it's going to be like the set i think it's going to be really cool i don't know i know that we have we have some stuff we have things that we're doing during that set that you know you can't deny so Mm -hmm. We, we love to just like put like fun little Easter eggs and like covers and uh, certain surprises in like s- special shows. So like FYA, there'll be some fun stuff for the children. There'll be some fun stuff. Like any like record release, we'll probably do some fun stuff. Like for, we're playing the Koya record release next month on long Island. Mm-hmm. And like, we got some fun stuff planned for that. Like the really, it's just about having fun. Like if you're not having fun, like there's just no point in doing it. You know? And what's it going to be like for you to uh, play vegas because you guys have a crazy vegas show Dude, too i'm so excited to go home i'm excited to play my home again that's that's really it. and then like uh we have a lot of friends from out there that are stoked it's going to be awesome uh it's going to be a packed out room because i mean you know tsunami plays there all the time but you know tsunami tsunami could pack out eagle on like a monday morning yeah. everyone would be there yeah th- that band is like unstoppable it's awesome they're awesome um yeah it's gonna be dope to like play that show and then go to like my grandma's house and eat like italian food and then go to sleep on like a a nice place you know and then wake up and then drive to la and play at the fest it'll be dope okay and uh, can you talk about who um is it uh michael ireland is that, is that how you pronounce it <laughs> yeah michael ireland yeah meaty mike michael himself he's uh he's um he's a certain character we love him he's actually a scientist oh he does um he does like experiments in his room i don't know he he's crazy oh wait is is he like a like a real scientist or he's just like a uh... he's he's a doctor in a lab i'm serious he like we don't know what he does he's in there he's in there cooking up interesting okay he has a lot of machines that he builds he builds devices Mm mm-hmm yeah, but but I bring him up because he uh, played on the uh, Balmora record. Yes, he did. He did the piano intro and the outro. Yeah, which I love that because I'm like, okay, this uh, you know fits with the genre, right? It's uh, something that I think is really awesome that you guys included. Hmm. And- yeah, we we um we love like stuff like that, like really anthemic piano choir. I mean, on the new Balmora songs, there's going to be choir. Um, 
probably some strings you know okay. like we like i like the whole like theater kid aspect of it like all like the leads all like the like it's like supposed to sound um like it's a war like you're raising your sword you know so we thought what better way to do that than start the ep with like a piano intro like it does it the same way on like you know winter's gloom by prayer for cleansing like that little interlude it was like really inspired by that if you talk to mike he'll tell you it's all jasmine's lullaby by um seven angel seven plagues that song for him like that's his favorite song ever he plays uh the piano part all the time mm-hmm. he had never played any on anything like any records before he never thought he would get asked to play on any records but he's just a really good friend of ours he's one of the best people i've ever met i love him so much and he, I just always hear him playing piano. I'm like, you want to do something? Like, you want to like play piano on the EP? And he's like, you're not serious, right? Like, no, I'm serious. You can write it. Senti was like, yeah, like you want to do it? And he's like, I can sure try. So he sent that in a few days. He like wrote that. And we were just like, this is perfect, dude. Like what? And then it came out and he was just like, I can't believe I'm on the record. Like, that's crazy. So we, we had made his like dream come true. I think that's awesome that you guys are uh, you know so supportive and down to have him on the record. So I I think it fits really well. Yeah, me too. I, I think that the thing that we wrote that he wrote for it is perfect, and then the way that it transitions into like the the reprisal on the last song, and then it goes into like a different direction, and it ends with like the the, the dun, 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 like the tri chord thing. It's so dope, and it, it's really just about like just friendship and like being close knit and like unity and stuff like that. Cause I mean, we could have like hired like some Bach piano player, but we're like, no, we want Mike to do it. Like Mike has to do it. And one day he's going to play it live. He literally says he'll never do it. He says never in a million years will I get on a stage and play a piano live at your show. And I was like, no, you are one day. You will. He should. That, that, That sounds like it would be awesome. It would be awesome. It has to be for like something really special. Okay. Well, you have some special stuff coming up. He's very scared of doing that okay and i was like you shouldn't be everyone would be so stoked mm-hmm. and i love the you know title of the record the mm-hmm. names of the songs you know they're yeah. all uh you know uh sound very awesome uh, you know, how do you decide on stuff like that because you you could obviously go with something way more simple but mm-hmm. I, I just feel like that wouldn't fit the vibe it's senti senti writes the lyrics um he has his own story behind like the record like people a lot of people always think that the record is kind of just like oh he's just kind of saying gibberish about like wars and stuff because that's like thematic mm-hmm. it's not it's all it all has a meaning everything means something it's very deep and heavy um and like i, I don't want to like air his shit out like if you talk to him I don't, I don't know if he would tell you but maybe he would i'll talk to him um but uh it's it's not bullshit like everyone's just like oh it's just like I've heard people say before that it's like, oh, it's like big word metalcore. Like he's just saying big words over riffs. And it's like, no, it, like it all has meaning. It all means something. Um, he decides on the names. He just, you know, I'll just re- rewrite the songs and I'm just like calling him song one and two. And then he'll come back one day and be like, it's called this. And I'm like, okay, good. Like I'm never going to be like, no, like that's his job. Uh-huh. He's the lyric guy, he's the name guy. Um, Who's the yeah, who's the art guy? Because I, I saw because um, I, I saw the other day on Instagram somebody posted the like the original like artwork for the Belmont. He did that. Okay. Uh. Yeah, he did the original art, but then the the one that actually ended up being uh, this one. I have it on CD right here. So this one is Alfredo. 
from Adrian. That's awesome. Yes, <laughs> Alfredo did that. And then I originally had a typo, and then we just like fixed it, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, what was the typo? The typo was, okay, so it's called With Thorns of Glass and Petals of Grief, right? Mm-hmm. They put um, pedals, like bike pedals. Like oh, with like, a D. Yeah, yeah, with a D. And I didn't see it. Like, we didn't catch it until we were, like, uploading it. I was like, dude, that would be so bad. But it honestly would have been old school to just leave it. Yeah, just, like, fuck it. I mean, like, Nomad. When Nomad released their EP, they had a typo. And uh, there's a song called Future Primitive. And they had Future Primitive, like, P, like an A, Primitive. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of sick looking. I was like, don't change it. It's awesome. But then they changed it because they were like, no, nah, it has to be real. Like, you should have left it. Yeah. Good old typos. Yeah. You got to yeah, double check everything. Dude. Yeah. I'm glad I caught it. I'm definitely glad I caught it. <laughs> yeah. And that's like very last second too, right? You're uploading and you're like, holy Dude, shit. Dude, It was like uploading. And I was like, wait, this says pedals, not petals. And they're like, no way. <laughs> and I was like, yep. <laughs> okay. okay. And I, I'm, I'm curious about paper cut. You, you've um, you know, obviously mentioned them uh, quite a few times. And so I, I have yeah. to uh, bring them up. Can you talk about what's going on with the paper cut? Yeah. Um, paper cut has played a few shows. Um, it's kind of all me. Like what it is, is it, it's just me writing everything and like programming drums and like I write like all the music, like 100% of the music. Mm-hmm. And then like, it's like members of like other CT bands and like Balmora and like stuff like that, like just coming together and playing it like in a room. But people really like that. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's less of like a serious band for me. That's like one of my bands that like I don't really take seriously. It's kind of just like a diary for me to like get my stuff out, you know? But we've played a few shows. Um, it's not really a, a high priority band. Like, of course, it's like, okay, do you want to play this show with Paper Cut on this day or this show with Balmora on this day? I'm like, probably always going to pick Balmora just because that's like the the band that I want to be active, more active than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Paper Cut, we're, we got something planned for uh, maybe late this year. No, probably early next year or mid next year. Like, there's like a split happening. That's pretty cool. Um, but I just can't imagine that there will be many shows for it because, I mean, Vaughn lives in New Jersey, like can't always practice all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's also just like, you know, it's not like it doesn't need to have shows. I don't think. But there's been enough to me. Okay. But there could be more in the future. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the band's not over. Like people are always like, oh, my God, Valmore blew up and paper cuts done. No, it's not done. I'm just busy. Yeah, and that's uh, you know a, a a good reason, right? So yeah, so right here, people, paper cut is not done, dude. I'm literally put it on the record. All all my homies that are asking me, like, no, it's not over. Like like the, Tommy, the DJ, will always text the, text the chat and be like, "Is this done? Or are we playing?" I'm like, "No, it's not done, bro." He's like, "I'm booking us a show now." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's not done." I'm just busy with other stuff. Yeah. And when I look at uh, Connecticut, like hardcore, um, yeah. you know, I'm uh, just so uh, fascinated by it because there's so many good bands and there's always been good things coming out of Connecticut, right? Because you look at a band like, uh, like Restraining Order, right? They've been like super busy. And then, yeah. you know, like Days there, because right, the Lumpy moved there a, a while back. Yeah. And uh, 
Wreckage is awesome when I look at Wreckage fucking dude, rocks. They started off the year like, you know, like great. They yeah. set the tone because like even to this January day. First. Yeah. To this day that that, that 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 wreckage record is still so good. It's so good. I, I had the fortune of playing bass for them on a tour. It was cool. It was probably the most normal thing I've ever done when it comes to hardcore. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking at me with my big I'm like wearing big Jinko shorts and like a choker. <laughs> and like have bleach blonde hair and i'm just playing youth crew songs and there's like who's this guy thing yeah well oh, they know me from like Balmora and adrian mm. but and they're like oh this guy's evil he plays in evil bands i can't believe he's playing in standard tuning on a fender like that's crazy <laughs> yeah and then like broken vow released a record recently yeah uh, so yeah you guys got great stuff out there and then i even love broken ba- vow broken vow and restraining order are like split between western mass and connecticut like mm-hmm. I, I just printed a shirt I, I was printing a shirt the other day it says broken Vow western mass hardcore but i know some of them live in connecticut so mm-hmm. yeah and then I, i'm huge fan of uh, you know anxious and dying for dying for all that last straw record whenever that's gonna come out yeah so i, I feel like you uh, made a really great choice to you know move i did too i i'm really proud of connecticut even like just being here for not even a year like i i've been trying to like earn my place and all that and mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm proud of it i'm proud of what Ephira is doing i'm proud of what wreckage is doing days all the homies you know like big up everybody shout out everybody everybody rocks I wish that we had more venues because we just had the Whamleg close mm-hmm. and the State House close at the same time, so we don't have that many venues anymore. But if I wish that we had more venues, I wish we still had the Whamleg. I wish we could still throw all the shows because I mean, if we had like all the venues that we used to have, I mean, it would be a show every weekend. Like I promise, there would be a show every weekend. It would be like dope. Shout out all the people that dance. Everybody like just rocks. Like I, I love it here. <laughs> and. Can you talk about your uh, more recent trip to Florida? Because I, I feel like yeah. th- that was a, a a a really cool thing that they put on out there. Yeah, we went down to South Florida to support and play at Equinox Fest. It's the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was dope. I think like a bunch of old bands played that one. This one was like just kind of newer bands, but it was pretty cool. We went down, um, drove down almost a full day of driving because it's fun and less expensive so we went down it was super fun it was just a, a bunch of friends hanging out like mike came uh since my beloved played so it was just all of the fira family the homies hanging out vaughn couldn't go because he had a work trip but he wanted to um lots of wawa lots of waffle house you know the vibes mm-hmm. stayed with like the sea of pain guys love those guys i played bass in sea of pain that day too at that fest oh wow so you're busy I mean, yeah, I, I didn't, I'm actually, this was the first time that this has actually ever happened to me. I was too busy to learn the Sea of Pain songs at home because I was working. So I was like, I was working and I had a show after every single day. Like, I, like, and then the weekends were full. I was playing shows. I didn't really have time to sit down with the songs. And then I, uh, I got there and we learned them pretty much day of, like kind of day before. Um, but the bulk of it was learned like day of and then i just you know i just got on stage and played it and it was dope sounded good i was very surprised that i was able to do it 
Yeah, that sounds nerve wracking. Learning a bunch it was, of songs. I was very nervous. I was. I've never had to do that. Like like day of learn a bunch of songs, like a whole set list. But it worked out, and it was awesome. And then Balmora played, and uh, we covered Bachelor by Poison the Well, which is awesome. One of my favorite songs. And then we uh, closed the set with a cover of Hardcore Pride by Seed of Pain. And it was dope. It was so awesome. That's awesome. That's a great song, too. Shout out Seed of Pain. Great band. I love them. They're all my freaking guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it looked cool. Um I, I I saw a bunch of videos, so it looked like you know kids showed up, and uh, you know I, I yeah. like like the lineup too. But I think it was like a great crowd of like really newer cool. bands. I'd say like my favorite sets were the Since My Beloved set, the Collateral set. Um, great band. I really liked. I wasn't watching Accelerate because I was learning the bass parts in the van, but I heard what they were playing, and I was like, "This is dope." They covered Breakdown. That was awesome. Um, Leaving time was dope because they opened, they sound checked with a crowbar song, and me and like Jordy from Fading Signal just started moshing and like jumping. We we're so excited. I thought they were going to play the whole thing. They didn't, uh, but they did cover the Iceman. Leaving time, the shoegaze band covering the Iceman. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, Collateral was cool. What did they cover? They covered something. I don't remember. Dogmatic was awesome. I, I didn't get there uh we got there right when their set finished but like i like saw videos and stuff it was so dope uh they covered left for dead which is so sick um it was just really fun family vibe it was hot as fuck outside like you get it like sitting outside by the merch table sweating making jokes chilling going to the gas station just a normal fest vibe yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I like fest, but I like to space them out because I, you know, just being around a bunch of people. Yeah, just makes I mean, me gets, not want to be there. <laughs> it gets a lot, but Equinox Fest wasn't bad because it wasn't like 500 people. It was probably like 200, mm-hmm. 300 people. It wasn't that bad. Okay, well, I'm happy to hear that it was a good time. Uh, but a couple things before we wrap up, I am curious, uh, you know, uh, you know, with your setup, uh, is there a specific reason why you have such a nice microphone? Oh, just recording. I like recording in my room. That's how I write everything. Um, I have like a little interface and I have like my little pedal board and I just plug my pedal board into my interface and then into my computer and I record on Reaper. It's like a audio interface or a DAW. It's like super, super user friendly. Uh, I recommend it for anybody that wants to get into recording. Um, it's 60 bucks, but you can get it for free. Just look it up on YouTube. Everybody gets it for free. Mm-hmm. It's no, You don't have to torrent it or anything. It's so easy to get it for free. Everybody knows you can get it for free. Um, I didn't. I bought it because I... Uh, you didn't know beforehand. <laughs> I, I, I wanted it to be official. I didn't know if it was going to get taken from me, but it's not going to get taken from you. I've learned mm-hmm. since learned that I wasted $60. But um, yeah, I just record vocals on this guy. So I wanted a good mic. So I just invested and now I have one forever that I won't ever need another one. Um, Recording. I love it. I love to just sit in my room and write records. Like that's how pipe, that's how paper could happen. That's how Balmora like really started happening. Like it's all just in me sitting here with my guitar and like playing and then pressing record and then programming drums over it. That's how, that's how I write. I can't, it, it sucks. One thing that COVID like took away from me was being able to write in a room with people. 
I used to be able to write in a room, but then COVID happened and I started recording stuff. And then it's like, I can't do anything but that. Mm-hmm. Writing in a room is so hard for me. I like forget how to play my instrument. <laughs> but yeah, that's why that's why this guy's here, just for recording stuff. I want to start like actually recording though. I want to get like a cab up here and like mic up the cab and stuff like that instead of just plugging straight into my computer and like maybe try out recording a band or something like that mm-hmm. one day in the future. Yeah, I, I feel like you could do it, right? Because you're already so talented and you know you're really good with music. So I I, I believe in you. I appreciate that, dude. I really, I really hope that it comes to fruition one day. And hearing that makes me want to do it more. So I appreciate that. And you know, you uh, moved. It's been about a year. You said. Has there been yeah. like a, a single moment where you're able to kind of step back and be like, "Wow, this is this is awesome. This is uh, you know, like something that I'm very happy that I did." Have you had a chance to have like a moment like that? Yeah, I mean, every time that the, that I play here play a show here or go to a show here like i thought i'm thinking of a specific show there was a robber gauge show at there was a robber gauge show at a venue that we haven't it's like a new ish venue it's like after this is post wham leg mm-hmm. um there was a robber gauge show wreckage played um and it was at this new venue in meriden and you know, I'm sure they didn't know how it was going to go. New venue, new place. Like, who's going to be there? Like, is anyone going to go? Does anyone care? But it packed out. You know, it packed out. It was awesome. Um, it was just friends. Like, every time I'm at a show, if I'm just hanging out with people, I get to walk around and dap everybody up and, like, have a conversation with everybody, like a genuine conversation, crack jokes, play a set, see people dance, interact, uh, eat McDonald's. I don't know. I'm a simple guy. I like this, this, the small things. So like shows just genuinely just shows in Connecticut make me realize like, wow, this is where I should be. I'm really happy to be here. Um, anytime I listen to wreckage or like, I don't know, even like the old bands, like I listen to demons. I listen to cast in blood. I listen to dismay. Like, I'm like, Whoa, like I'm from here now. Like, that's cool. Like I like living here. Uh, I, I can be prideful in a scene that I'm helping to build and I'm trying to help build with like every, everything that I do, I I try to help build. Like, I mean, even working, I, I work at Brass City screen printing in Connecticut. Like I want to print hardcore shirts for bands, you know, like I want to work with hardcore. I want to live and breathe everything hardcore. Like this is like my whole purpose in life. I feel like, Um, because I didn't know before when I was just playing instruments and when I was younger, I didn't know if I was going to be, ever part of anything on a stage or in a place that revolves around this kind of music. I just thought I was just going to be a guy that just plays, but you know, it's really cool to be a part of something really awesome. Well, that was well said. Uh, it's great to hear. I'm like I said, very happy for you. It's such a cool story because going into this, I, I always thought you were, you know, from Connecticut. So to hear that, um, you know, you just moved out there. I, I, I think that, that that's a great thing. And for someone who you know moved away from home, and I didn't do it as young as you did, but I'm happy that I was able to, uh, to to move away and you know just kind of grow in life and learn a lot of stuff that I probably wouldn't have back home. So, so I, I, I think it's really awesome that you were, you know, brave enough to do that. Cause it's a big deal, especially for as far as you move. Cause I didn't move that far from home. I, I only moved like two hours, but for you to move across the country, mm-hmm. I, Dude, I, I think it's really awesome. I appreciate that so much. It took, it takes a lot to 
you know, adult and be like a real adult. I mean, I'm still not an adult like I am, but Mm -hmm. it's hard. It's really hard, but it's worth it. I mean, like I said, every time I go to a show, every time I go to work and print a record shirt or print, print even a Balmora shirt or something like that. Like I, like, like a few weeks ago or maybe last week, I can't remember. We printed the, um, I helped print like the Kyle fee benefit shirts. Like that felt really good to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just like, wow, I'm, I'm printing a shirt for a benefit show on Long Island for somebody who really needs help and deserves to get help. It feels good that I'm involved in this, you know, like, so like, I just don't like to be away from hardcore. That's all. 100%. No, I, I, I love people like you who are so, uh, uh, you know, dedicated and, um, and people who care about the scene. So I, I, I think it's really awesome. Yeah, no, no, uh, trust me, like, uh, for, for me to have been around and to see like, you know, people that I wish cared more just drop out. Um, but to, to, yeah. to, to, to kind of just navigate through, uh, the scene and meet people like you who, who, who care just as much as I do. I, I, I think it's really awesome. I appreciate that. I'm really trying to, do my part because i think that it's customary you gotta you gotta do your part you know 100 percent. well jay i really appreciate your time today uh definitely means a lot because i'm a huge fan of uh what you're doing uh, i'm definitely looking forward to what you do in the future but before we sign off is there anything else you would like to say um today as of the filming date right now uh a new band on a fear i just dropped called ashara everywhere on all streaming platforms uh, it's the guitar player of Balmora, Wayne. He sings in that band. It's members of Deal With God. Go listen to Ashara. Run that up. Balmora and Ashara tours are going to happen. It's going to be dope. Um, come do a show on the tour that we're doing. I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll already be over. Maybe. I'm not sure. But uh, I'm sending the signals through the camera. You need to go to the shows. Um, yeah, I mean, shout out all my friends all my my family back home if they watch like um i love everybody you know that's it (laughs) all right well thank you jay thank you everybody for tuning in we'll be back soon goodbye bye